0: I'm Cynthia Miller Idris. I am a professor in the School of Public Affairs and in the School of Education at American University, and I direct the Polarization and Extremism Research and Innovation Lab. And I'm here with Molly Saltzcog, who will introduce herself.
1: Hi Cynthia, so great. Um, my name is Molly Salskog, and I'm a senior intelligence analyst at the Sufan Group and a research fellow at the Sufan Center. And it's uh, really an honor to to catch up with you today. I'm a big fan of your work, and I read religiously everything that, <laughs> that you publish, um, short and long format. And you know, I think this is such a timely um uh, opportune moment to have this conversation because I know you're the f- uh, the outmost expert on, you know, the um, far right extremism, and uh, you've really been thinking long and hard about concrete policy options um, for preventing this form of extremism here on American soil and also globally. Um, so I would love to hear your take on on the new program that was unveiled in May uh, on May twelfth by Secretary Mayorkas uh, mm-hmm. that. Center for Prevention Programs and Partnerships, um, where Mallorca, as you know, said that it will allow the department a whole-of-society approach to the problem, instead of coming at it solely from a law enforcement perspective. So, mm-hmm. what are the opportunities and also challenge that challenges that you see with this program?
0: Well, thanks, Molly. That's a great question, and thanks for the kind words. I'm also, you know, uh, good friends of the Sufan Center, and happy to be here and to have the chance to talk with you, and and uh, would love your take on this as well. I mean, you know, I, as I said in, in a couple of media interviews afterwards, um, so folks may have seen, um, I'm, I was thrilled to see the renaming, the rebranding, uh, you know, I think that the the reframing of this work is a public health kind of problem brings us in line with what um, other countries around the world are, are taking on as an approach um, to prevention, to seeing it more holistically, to seeing it as. A more integrated, you know, problem. It's essentially it's uh, it's also reflective of a shift even in public health itself, which you know, public health um, for a long time was focused on treating and diagnosing disease, and uh, and now I think um, there's a much bigger focus on um, on helping communities equip themselves with the tools to be healthier. By you know learning habits like stopping smoking and um, making healthier eating choices, and also creating the structural solutions to things like food deserts or or um, you know ways that communities don't have access to preventative care. So so it's the same kind of thing with terrorism and extremism where you know it, we can't just treat the outcome of the problem, but have to really address this um, from a very early preventative kind of approach. That's the public health approach. I will say that, you know, my concerns about it are that, um, first of all, we don't really know what that will look like in an implementation, but, you know, unlike what's happening in other countries, the U.S. still is situating this, even though they're calling it a public health approach, really only within one agency, which is an agency dedicated to security and risk, um, whereas, you know, in Norway, the community-based approach is the task of nine different federal agencies. In Germany, their are recent... Um, 1 billion euros uh, targeting right-wing extremism and racism is the job of seven different agencies. So, you know, we, that includes health and human services. It includes trauma issues. It includes education, social work, um, culture, you know, all kinds of ministries and and engagement across the entire sector. So it's really multi-agency and we're just not seeing that yet. So I find that troubling and and I see how, I, I, it's hard for me to see the success of an initiative that is supposed to be broad public health if it's still focused only in a security agency. So that that would be my concern, but I'd love to know your thoughts. And I know we only have like two minutes left.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I wish we had uh, 60 hours instead of six minutes. <laughs> exactly. Right. I really like the analogy to public health there. And um, I agree. So you'd call for also whole of government, not only whole of society approach. Exactly, right?
0: yeah, multi-agency, yeah.
1: Absolutely, I, I and I think that it's absolutely correct in in the sense of, especially when we consider how diverse the threat landscape, the domestic violent extremist uh, mm-hmm. landscape that we're living with today. I mean, it was illustrated by on on January six and during the insurrection that there were organized or, uh, groups there. Um, there were seemingly unaffiliated individuals and people who were driven driven by what we would call conspiracy-driven extremists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it seems also like there are many, many issues. Um, like, I agree, you know, with, for example, with digital literacy, we would combat both, um, you know, the vulnerability, or we would raise the resilience amongst the US exactly. population for conspiracy theories writ large to take hold, but also those conspiracy theories that actually drive people who mobilize towards violence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you, do you have any last uh, last thoughts before we have yeah.
0: to sign Oh, we've got 15 seconds. So I'll say, you know, for me, it's the difference between seeing the problem as a tumor that can be cut out of society and as a virus that can infect all of society. And if you have a virus, you have to address, you know, vulnerabilities within the population to that infection. And so that has to be whole of society. I think we're out of time. <laughs>